Good morning, loves. This is Constance of the Sovereign Goddess Podcast. Today, we're talking about releasing, waiting on the world, people, circumstances to change, and how you can start doing that now. We come into this world an empty canvas, and we can choose to empty out the beliefs that keep us small. We have a choice in keeping and cultivating weeds in our minds. And we have a choice in allowing them to continue to reproduce and create more victimization scenarios that rob us of living in the here and now. All it takes is one simple thought that can reproduce from you feeling abandoned or you feeling rejected early on and deciding that no one will want to love you, no one will want to date you. So then you just play small in every single moment in your life. I know you're thinking, but I didn't choose all of these things to believe. I got them from someone else. The truth is every time that we point a finger, it doesn't empower us. And there's three fingers pointed back at you when you point a finger. You can try doing that right now. Point a finger out, and you'll see there's three fingers pointing back at you. And that is our own accountability, our own accountability into the next phases of our life. I don't know what phase you're in right now. You might be in what's the maiden, the mother, or the crone. There's different names for men as well, or whatever you want to go by. So there's different names for this. And I see this as the phases of life that we can choose to allow these beliefs to still disempower us. And are you going to allow limiting beliefs that you learned from your childhood, that's the pointing of the finger out, to affect your life as a maiden, a mother, and crone? So we need to understand where do our fears live? Not only in the root chakra are we referring to here, but where in the timeline of everything. So fear lives in the past and in the future. And this is the reason that we see the goddess Kali standing on Shiva's chest with her dance of choice and creation and destruction. I really love that image because she is forcing Shiva into the here and now where you can choose, where you can create. If you're struggling to come back to the the current moment, the here and now, when fear arises within you, here are some questions you can ask yourself. Is Is the destruction I perceive happening in the current moment or am I just worried about it happening in the future? Is it presently happening or am I playing out past and future scenarios in my own mind? What do I hope will happen by me playing out these scenarios in my mind? Is there somewhere in my life I need to forgive myself for what happened in the past so I can release myself from this fear? When fear shows up in my life, do I face it or run, avoid it? So currently we have Pluto retrograde going on, and Pluto is about healthy release, destruction. How will... How will releasing my need to worry create more room and time for creation of what I want and need in my life? I would love for you to then move up to your sacral chakra and feel in there and see what comes up as what you need and want right now without allowing judgment to be part of it or guilt or shame. We know shame is a part of the sacral chakra and you can even ask in that center where it comes from and get some images and some pictures. So if you find this really difficult, I do recommend for you to do some womb work. Discover from your parents what was going on around your birth, what people were thinking, were there any things that happened, any trauma, 
what was going on in your mom's mind if you can find out otherwise you can do this through a spiritual reader of some sort you can go to them or a womb worker and they'll help you to find out what that block is that's in your way right now of creation in your own life at this very moment it's truly amazing work and i highly recommend it now let's talk about releasing suffering the past month i felt really triggered and i found myself needing to vent my husband held sacred space for me to explore my inner dialogue, and I just vented on about how someone else's lack of self-control irked me. How can someone say they changed when they keep being so obviously rude to me? Isn't it one thing to say it and another to show through action? If only so-and-so could be different, then I could be me, and I could feel safe in my expression holy smokes, like that phrase came out and I was like, hello, self-victimization and time to take this gift of realization and own my sovereignty. I was relying on someone else to free me when I've always had that power. And I found this answer when my eyes met my green Tara goddess Tonka poster and the answer spilled out of my soul. All this time, the biggest obstacle in my way of being in the moment of being with myself is something that we learn in a Tao story about a man who struggles to meditate. His teacher tells him to, when he sees the spider that gets in his way every time he tries to meditate, it shows up and comes down and distracts him to draw a dot on it. And the next time he meditates and he does this, the spider disappears and he is just able to meditate and he's doing so much better. And But when he stops, he realizes the dot is actually on him and he was a spider the whole time. He was his own distraction. All this time, the biggest obstacle in my way of being in the moment and being myself and being free was my own false beliefs in myself and needing someone else to be different so I could have permission to be me. As the saying goes, be the change you wish to see in the world. We must stop waiting on the world to change around us before we own the blessing that we are in this world and experience the blessing that we are in our own lives. We must also become empowered in choosing our focus and where it goes. It is imperative that we realize that suffering is an option. It is something we can choose or not choose. It's necessary to feel through it, though, if you're going through it but not to live there, not to stay there. I chose in that moment to do what was best for me, and I unplugged from giving this person any energy from myself that day, physically or mental capacity. In releasing what drained me, I created space for what energized me. I want to make sure that I point out that unplugging from worry when it's something you've used for years and years as a way to keep yourself safe, or you thought it was keeping yourself safe to think ahead, but really it was keeping you small and missing out on life, it's really hard. Maybe you believe it keeps you from trusting the wrong people, but we are just terrorizing ourselves with stories that keep us from moving forward and are sometimes worse than the actual situation when it unfolds. The stories that keep us people pleasers. As I relaxed in my bed, all cozy, the worries started of what others were thinking of me for choosing to spend time with myself instead of being there. And I started to judge myself through the eyes of other others rather than the empowering support from within myself. As the stories began to paralyze me, I looked at Green Tara and she reminded me how I get to choose my suffering. I don't have to suffer. I can choose my free given inner empowerment. Yes, we can we get to choose our thoughts and choose how they impact us. 
We also get to choose our emotional response. In Cherokee tradition, we are perceived as having two wolves within us with the choice of which we feed. Will you feed your suffering or will you feed the things that make you feel whole and plan more self-love now? No matter the chatter, I kept moving towards choosing myself in that moment, choosing empowering thoughts, choosing to really enjoy my own time and my own space and just being my own company and really loving and enjoying that. Decided to get into an Epsom salt bath and just do some mantras to Green Tara and read a book. Omtare tutare tore soha. And if you're wondering if the inner worries just went away all of a sudden and washed away off me, no. But I gave them grace. I held them some space. I let them know that they matter because that's my inner child. And she's always going to be there thinking she's keeping me safe, wanting to be a people pleaser, not wanting to rock the boat. But we can still have a fun time together. We can be more sensorial to help her heal. And that was what I was doing with the Epsom salt bath. Because, hey, what kid hates baths, really, except for mine? <laughs> Who likes showers? So did the inner worries go away? Um, so I chose to lovingly understand that it would take me choosing myself again and again and proving to myself it was safe. That would stop the inner fear chatter, me providing myself with evidence over and over again. And we have to realize that the same problems show up sometimes in other moments because there's still, there's still some gifts to learn that we can heal and find some more strength there. Because that is really the empowering thing about going head on into your triggers is that you discover how powerful you are. And that is a gift that we're getting with this Pluto retrograde. That's why it's really important that you go into your natal chart and I'll provide a link for you and find out what house Pluto is in. And that is your inner work, your shadow work that's going to be reflected outside also, but it's also inner that you'll be working on until October, not October is here and it's gone, but it's about towards the end, midway end. So how do we release the need for others to change? I have a powerful exercise for you to try, and that is for you to look at what are you looking for this person to provide, and how can you be the source of that for yourself, rather than outsourcing what you need within, when it is within yourself. So is it their lack of care for others? How can you start to care more for yourself? Is it how they aren't mindful of their mouth? How can you start to be more mindful of the words you say to yourself daily? How can you support yourself with loving words and explore if this is your love language? Is it that you don't feel heard by people, that they're not listening to you, that they don't follow what you say because you know that they're just self-sabotaging themselves. How do you not hear yourself daily and how do you daily self-sabotage yourself? People have power over themselves and I'm done waiting for them to exercise that power. So I'll just exercise my power over myself, my own response and how much weight I allow it to have. We don't just blame people though. We look to blame circumstances too. What if we decide the word circumstances is no longer allowed? So what are some antonyms to circumstances that are more empowering? I was surprised to find plan, purpose, intent, and whole. Take some moments to breathe with me here and feel into the value of language and how important it is to choose the right words that empower us. When you hear the word circumstances, how do you feel? Where in your body? 
You may choose to close your eyes and do this exercise and breathe in deeply. Take your time. Take up space and breathe out. Again, taking your time. Taking up space. Being here in the moment. Feel into circumstances. What thoughts come up? If you have a hard time with meditation, keep repeating the words, circumstance, circumstance, and see what comes up. What feelings? Where do you feel it in your body? The colors, the textures, the words, songs, anything and everything matters. You can take time to pause for a second here and do the exercise and come back. But I want you to take note. Write down what you observe. Now let's shift to the other words that we have, the antonyms, the empowering words, plan, intention, purpose, and feeling whole. Because we must realize that whenever we feel like we've been disempowered and other things have the control, it's because maybe we didn't plan. Maybe we didn't have a set intention with plans that supported it. Maybe we lost the vision of our purpose. And maybe we needed some things to help us feel more whole so that we could better support ourselves and our bodies. Something I love about the goddess Lakshmi, and she is related to the new moon that just happened yesterday. The new moon is is ruled by Venus, Aphrodite. And what that has to do with this, it's not just love. It's that whenever you look at a tanka of Lakshmi, you'll see that there are riches pouring out of her hands and this is a reminder to us that there is a so much inner wealth within us there is so much that we miss out on because we're always looking outside in the world trying to find what we need yet when we do that when we rely on an outside source over and over again and we decide that we are worthless and there's nothing within us we are creating inner debt this is something that i came to realize um, while talking to my husband. So the inner debt is all of the things that you're doing that is causing health issues, unalignment, because you believe that alignment is created outside of you. Alignment is not created outside of you. You will just keep finding more and more of yourself out of alignment by relying on an outside source to be your rock. Your rock is within you. We have to realize that alignment starts from within. Again, if you have a hard time with meditation, just repeat one of those words, or you can repeat all four. However you want to do this, you can do one at a time. This is your time right now. You're not on my time. You can pause this and do it however you like, or you can write this down and do it later. So now let's shift to plan, intention, purpose, and feeling whole, and what comes up for you. What would planning look like, intention, purpose, or feeling whole? How have they looked throughout your life? What do you want them to look like? There's so many other questions you can think of for these. So as I sat lovingly in that Epsom salt bath, I was reminded of two powerful things. In the Tao, we learn to accept wolves will be wolves. Why get mad at someone for being who they are when that is just who they are? And I have zero control of that. You can have a million conversations with someone about whatever they do. You can want them to change, but if they don't want to change, then that's it. That's really it. So at that point, you have to accept them as they are or limit your your time with them. And if this has to do with dating, it could be a job, it could be 
your family. There's so many possibilities here. But if it's in love, something that I've said before, and I'm sure you've seen it, is that when we are dating the potential in someone, we're just dating a ghost. That person does not exist. Potential does not mean the person is that person right now. That's potential. That's a possibility. We cannot date a possibility in hopes that it will be possible. We, we, there's always someone out there that is who you want to date. It is up to us if we have the worthiness to go out there and have it. We are so addicted to dating people who are our own self-perception of being so broken. And we give the love that we need within ourselves outside, trying to fix someone else and make them into that possibility person that we desire. When that's not truly loving someone, if you, if you need them to change like that. So I take back my power and choose what is right for me now and always. The second thing that it makes me think about is a house divided cannot stand. As I cannot continue to stand divided against myself, waiting for everything around me to align, I can align with myself. I can form my own alliance within. I choose the firm foundation of self-love, acceptance, and mastery. How do we build a firm foundation for our own temple, body, and soul? I'm sure you've heard about your body being a temple. I choose the Morgan has empowered me to, to worship myself. I do see my body as a house of worship. I create the peace in my inner temple and choose what creates peace outside my temple, the loving embrace of favoring my health. That is just one factor. There's so many you can add on to that. But my body is what makes everything possible in this, in this, um, in this universe that we're in right now, in this world. I am a human being and I need my human body to experience this. So I'm going to give a fuck about it. So what does worship mean to you is what you need to embrace. I know it's an uncomfortable word, but the Morgan wants us to worship ourselves rather than worshiping a god or a goddess. We need to worship ourselves too because we are divine. We are the god and the goddess. We come from all of that. So we have to get more comfortable with the idea of self-worship. What comes up for you when you think about worshiping yourself? Explore that. Journal on it. We're going to even look at the definition from Merriam-Webster that defines worship. The first one is um, some of you will be like, eh, that's what I was thinking. But the thing is that you have to remember that you are divine. To honor or show reverence for a divine being or supernatural power. It's about you showing honor and reverence for yourself. You are an image of God, of the goddess. It is also, the second definition is where we're going here, to regard with great or extravagant respect, honor, or devotion. To worship means to honor. So how can you honor yourself more? How can you start to respect yourself at this very moment? How have you not been respecting yourself? How have you chose to respect yourself the way that others in the past have, which is something that you don't like? How have those inner voices become your parents or whoever else was bullying you when you were younger? How can you honor yourself today? When someone is asking for you to do something, can you honor your own energy and say no? Can you create boundaries? It is so important that you create boundaries. We worry about being a bitch if we create a boundary. The truth is what makes you a bitch is not having a boundary because then you are an angry person. 
So we also have devotion. How can you be more devoted to yourself and the plan and what you see? How can you start to do that more? These are things that are really important to think about. So love yourself deeply and know that it's not narcissistic. The worst thing you could do is not love yourself and to love everyone. Because when you give your love so freely and it's not returned, it is absolutely gut-wrenching. It's not helpful for you at all. And narcissists don't actually love themselves. We've covered that in a past podcast, which I will link here. So things that show us self-love shift us into the energy of creation. We need not define ourselves by what happens outside us. We can powerfully create ourselves, our thoughts, our hearts, our bodies, our lives, and the world. And what is the impact if we choose to always sacrifice and not honor ourselves? So whenever we fill our cup, it's important to fill it because we are giving from love then. Otherwise, you're giving from resentment. You're giving from a place of, I am exhausted, I have nothing to give, but here, I'm giving to you right now, even though I know that I need something, and you are the person who knows your needs and knows your wants, so you are the reference, you are the person that needs to speak up for those things. So not only do we not need the world to change, we don't need the world to get what we are doing. We must simply understand and support ourselves through that. And that is something that I love about the singer of Waiting on the World to Change, John Mayer. If you go on YouTube, I'll link it here too, you'll see that Carson Daly is why he, he is seen as um, someone that is a misogynist because of a question that was inappropriate that was asked of him and he decided to make jokes and Carson Daly decided to make it, um, to, to accept it as truth, the jokes, and to keep playing along with it and it ruined how some people see John Mayer, but he does not care. And there's so many other things like that, that just if you look into him as a person, you start to understand. I mean, he wrote Daughters. It it doesn't line up. But let's get away from John Mayer for a moment here. I'm mostly obsessed because I actually worked one of his shows. It means a lot to me more when I work a show of an artist. We must simply understand and support ourselves. And when you have faith in yourself, you have faith in the divine. And that is the key thing. When you deny yourself, you deny you deny God. You, you deny the goddess. You deny so many things, not just yourself. You don't need permission to live your life and go on your journey. When you release the need for acceptance outside of you and only needing it from within, it creates even more space for you to love and forgive yourself for the long-awaited connection within yourself. The most important relationship you will ever have is with yourself. And it is the relationship that can create so many open doors for you. And we can find ourselves looking to numb ourselves from embracing this connection with distractions of disconnection outside of us, like our phones, our computers, and anything else. It honestly doesn't matter how many platforms you go on. If you are always trying to get away from your own body and never embracing it, then we are truly not having a human experience but a robot experience. And that is not what we're here for. We're here to experience, as the divine, the ability to be human, to be in our bodies. And your body, as I said, is your vehicle to creation, and you have to take care of it. So distractions of disconnection outside of us, we have to be careful with because they mirror the inner work that we avoid, the inner distractions, the inner stories that need to be released, especially with this Pluto retrograde right now. 
We need to remember that that which you avoid prevents you from creating with the great void of creation. When you release something, you create a void, and that is a space for whatever it is that you want in your life. Man is not complete by the love from others, and we need to remember that. Each man finds himself made whole by accepting and loving himself. When I married my husband, I expressed a deep desire to always fill our own cups before giving to each other. Living on my own and not dating for years helped me to appreciate what I had to offer. And I'm so happy I had this experience because it gives me strength to know I am lovable without the need to ask for any validation outside. I am lovable and able to say no, and that is really important. When I'm not feeling lovable, that's my own fault, and I know I need to pour into my own cup. It's even my own fault when I don't ask for what I need to feel lovable. Even that, because I know what I need and I know what I want and no one else is in my head. I know what it's like to fill my cup and watch it spill over the edge and never let others empty it. It's a beautiful thing. And in truth, when I blame others for my cup being empty, it was me spilling it all over the place and emptying it out out of my own triggers and rage and my ego experience rather than an opportunity for observation. So... What I'm saying here is that it's really important for you when you get triggered or you want to blame something before you spill your cup out and decide my day is fucked is that you observe your triggers and see, okay, so where is this coming from? Where does this come from originally? And especially important when you're a parent. Parenting is the ultimate shadow work. And when your toddler's not listening, it's a great opportunity for you to see, okay, My issues with control right now, my issues with not listening, have nothing to do with my toddler. Sure, it is an issue right now, but for me to get to this escalated place, where in my life am I not hearing myself? Am I not listening to myself? Where am I not exercising enough control in my life? And it is driving me insane because it's not always the one thing in front of you that is triggering you so much. There is always something behind it. You need to explore that so you can empower yourself to move forward. How many of us are trapped in that mindset of, if only so-and-so could be a certain way, then I could, or relying on the need for specific conditions to have success when there is more than one way to achieve success. You don't need it to, to unfold a certain way. Otherwise, you are like, okay, I'm, I'm dropping off, I'm stepping away, I'm done with this goal because... That and that didn't align. That means that this is a waste of my time. No, don't do that to yourself. It's not only about self-acceptance, but acceptance of the present moment. Acceptance that there is more than one way for things to unfold, for you to fall in love with life and yourself. It doesn't have to be what the rest of the world is doing. Open yourself to how life unfolds. Look at math. You can create so many different equations to equate to any given number. You can add, subtract, multiply, divide. There are so many ways to create the number four besides two plus two. Life might need you to release some things to get there or to exponentially go through a lesson until you get it. Trust the additions and subtractions of life as guiding you to your your destiny unfolding. Life isn't always about adding the things we desire. Sometimes we must subtract, release old stories, thought patterns, feelings to open ourselves up to the gifts of experiencing whatever four is so it comes easily. We can be our worst block. It's in finding that common factor of destruction that we finally create in unison with the world around us, within ourselves. 
that world. Again, there are so many equations to reaching for. However you do it, let it be your experience. And as we release, we realize we had four this whole time. We were whole this whole time, whether it was four or not. And just because it doesn't look like my journey or anyone else's is okay. Release the idea that there is a perfect way to master the chaos of life. Be an active creator. Let it set your soul on fire knowing that you de- that what you desire is possible by seeing others do it, but don't allow it to cause you to cancel your experience of the present moment and how it's leading you to your own equation of creating that four. So you're here to enjoy your experience of creating four, however it unfolds, and allow it to. It's time to release our fear of uncertainty and to allow the creative energy of chaos to lead us into choosing ourselves. You have your own permission to choose you. You don't have to wait for anyone to choose you. We're not in gym anymore in elementary school. And even if someone, if you end up getting chosen last, which is usually what happens with our own selves, you are still a valuable player. You are the star of your own life, and the way that we create unity around us is letting ourselves shine regardless of the chaos around us, which is not an easy concept. But you can do this by supporting yourself, supporting your body, supporting your human experience, and you can have great spiritual experiences from there, outer experiences, whatever that is for you, having that job, that family, or whatever else. So you don't need permission to show up aligned in this world. When you show up strong, you allow aligned support to find you. Come back to your body and let's look further into this. Have you been your own worst enemy lately is something to think about. And I can't stop thinking about the song, Please Tell Me Why, from Lit. Except picture it as an apology to yourself for all the things you've said and how you didn't mean to call yourself that. So have you been responsive or reactive to current issues in your life? Is a thing an issue or do you charge it with that energy and give it more energy than the things that you love in your life? Now the situation or person has become one of those issues now for you. We can decide what things are issues, what things are traumatizing, what things are stressful, and what things create suffering. I can decide right now that pineapples create suffering if I really wanted to. Maybe because my stomach got sour once. I can decide that all pineapples are an issue. But set reminders on your phone to check in if you have been actively supporting yourself today or not. And see, how can you start doing that in this moment? How can you be more supportive in this very moment when that alarm goes off? Hold space to explore some of the questions in this podcast and let me know which ones were the most insightful for you. So here is another one that I want you to try out. So I would love for you to get a a sandwich bag size bag of ice. And I want you to hold it for a minute. And I want you to time yourself and think about how cold the ice is. And that's the only thing you're going to think about is how cold it is and where you can feel the cold on your hands. When that minute is up, I want you to, again, refill that bag if you need to because it may have melted. And this time you're going to bring up a picture of something you love, whether it's a dog, a baby, whatever animal or whatever else you like, a favorite hobby, It could be music you love, some essential oils, just a whole bunch of things that give you comfort. It could be a nice fluffy blanket. Do whatever it is. And I want you to hold that bag again, saying an affirmation of some sort that you love, hearing the music, just really being in your senses. And this is your inner child finding comfort and your inner child allowing you to move forward through life through your own support. 
and see how that feels. See if that minute takes forever this time or does it just fly by and see the power that you have to choose your own experience of four. If you found this helpful, then share this podcast and be a blessing for someone else. And remember, true alignment doesn't start outside of you. It starts within you. 